listening to Stairway Spirits, a production of Ghostly Talk. Stairway Spirits is a free podcast and research project examining supernatural activity on or around staircases. The stories are wide and vast, so join us, won't you? The Lincoln Theater, built by local architectural firm Oshauer and Wagoner, opened its doors, interestingly enough, on October 31, 1916. The structural design of Art Nouveau and Beau art style that was popular at the time made the Lincoln Theater similar in appearance to the ornate opera houses of the 20th century. The Lincoln Theater originally seated nearly 1,400 people and would be well attended for live theater, concerts, opera, silent films, and other types of art. I have had the opportunity to visit the Lincoln Theater several times over the years with Ghostly Talk to participate in several of Troy Taylor's events when he hosted them there. Troy Taylor is a supernatural historian, murder buff, and author of over 130 books on ghosts, hauntings, history, crime, and the unexplained in America. He is also the founder of the American Hauntings Ghost Tour Company. I have had the pleasure of working with Troy in several arenas concerning the supernatural and consider him a dear friend. Troy was nice enough to take some time to talk to me about stairway activity that has been experienced at the Lincoln Theater. Troy, thank you for taking some time again to come talk to me in a different setting because we've had you on Ghostly Talk several times and over the years, right? Um, Yeah. And we... Listen to Ghostly Talk for all those stories. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stories with us and Troy. And <laughs> Troy is a big part in our show here. Uh, but you were nice enough. You were one of the people that I talked to. God, that was like 14 years ago when I first started this project. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. And I think I mentioned to the to people who are you know listening to this part, you know, listening to Stairway Spirits now. Uh, yeah, I did a bunch of interviews back in the day, and I kept all this stuff. Thank goodness. Uh, and I yeah. was able to, we were able to go back, you and I were able to go back to the source interview we did uh, at the, the the Lincoln Theater. And that was, I think that was like 2000, I don't think it was four, it was like 2008, maybe 2007. I don't, I think the yeah, date was something the like file. That. Yeah, I, something like that. Um, it's, yeah, late 2000s. <laughs> something <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to revisit this with you, like I, I, I plan on doing with a lot of people who are involved with this thing. Um, so, yeah. You have some stories about the Lincoln Theater. I guess let's get a little background on that, like your involvement with that and maybe where it's at, where we're at now with that. And then I want to talk about the stories as far as the Lincoln Theater is concerned. Well, the theater um, is uh, just over, it's 104 years old this year. Um, It opened in 1916 as a vaudeville theater. And the theater was, you know, entirely meant to be live performances. I mean, that changed later on when movies started to become really popular and they started, they put in a sound system for talking films. And so it's had a long history of a lot of different types of, you know, uh, different formats as far as as what they offered there. But overall, um, it it closed down in the early, in the early nineties or late eighties, early nineties, it closed down and sat empty. Really, it's mostly been hit and miss for the last 30 years or so. They, you know, have remodeled it. They've, you know, worked on it. They've uh, tried to get it going again. They've done a lot of live theater there, a lot of performances. So over the last 104 years, there have been literally thousands upon thousands of people who have come through this building. Yeah. Um, to go back to 
what I think is a really important prehistory to the theater is what was also located on that site. Um, and I won't even go back to, you know, an early history of Decatur, which that downtown area was built on Native American burial grounds. And I know we all make a joke about that kind of thing and say, oh, you know, what makes it any different? It's a burial ground. Yes. And that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this particular case, these mounds were all disturbed to build downtown Decatur. So I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that it's some kind of magical mystery, you know, Indian hoodoo thing. I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, this is a town that's seen this disturbance from the very beginning. And because of that, Decatur has a lot of ghost stories, but just ignoring that part of it, on the side of the Lincoln Theater was a hotel known as the Decatur Arcade Hotel. And it was a fairly early built on the downtown square hotel. Um, it was busy for a number of years. But then in the spring of 1915, now this is about a year before the theater opened, about probably nine months before construction began, there was a fire that completely destroyed the hotel. And killed a number of the guests who were there, perished in the fire, bodies never found, uh, burned completely into oblivion. And I've always believed that this, you know, got the theater off to a a bad start, Um, built on a site of this fire. Um, might explain some of the ghosts that are connected to this theater because the Lincoln has a lot of ghost stories. And, you know, you can understand that if you, you know, looking at ghost lore, you can understand it in a building that's 100 years old. It's a theater that's seen all these people. It's not surprising that you would have ghost stories. But why would you have ghost stories that started back in the 1920s Yeah, uh, when the theater had not seen you know, all those people coming through it. Now, there have not been any deaths inside the theater itself since it's been the Lincoln Theater. I mean, the, the only deaths that located on the site were those from the fire. So there haven't been any deaths that have, that have happened there. I mean, there have been legends, stories told about a stagehand that died. But, you know, no, those were just ghost lore, folklore of the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, the stories about theaters are easily started. You know, you have a lot of people who are, you know, theater people who are involved in the, you know, in, in the, the theater world. And they tend to be very dramatic people. And so they love stories. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm, you know, it's true. I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not putting, uh, you know, a stigma on theater people. They're awesome. But, you know, they do love their stories. And if you have an experience, I mean, this happens anywhere. You know, if you have an experience you can't explain, people's natural tendency is to create a story for that very real phenomena to explain why it happens. And, you know, I've spent years, you know, almost you know, 20, over 25 years, you know, taking those stories apart and going, but this didn't happen, but yeah. this did, you know. So, you know, you have all these stories, so you kind of wonder how this stuff gets started in the first place. But, you know, one of the original stories of the theater was that there was a stagehand who had worked there who had fallen to his death from the catwalks above the stage during a performance and that his ghost haunted the theater. There never was a performer who died or a stagehand who died on stage during a performance or anything like that. Um, but for some reason, the place has been haunted. And I have always thought that the early hauntings had a lot to do with the people who died in the fire, but that doesn't explain the sheer number of hauntings. I mean, you know, when you have a dozen people who died in a fire and yet uh, over the years, there have been, I, I seriously, I would say, at l- I've had at least a hundred different reports 
of things that have happened at the theater that people cannot explain. And they will not write those things off and say, you know, oh, it's just a, you know, I, you know, a lot of people tell you, I don't really believe in this stuff, but, and then here's the story <laughs> yeah. of sitting in the auditorium and, you know, feeling someone touch them on the back of the neck or brush by them or hearing footsteps or hearing, you know, voices or, you know, a seat going up and down next to them. I mean, I've had people that have come in who have to do shows there at the theater that I have spoken with who don't have any knowledge of the history of the theater, don't have any connection to it at all, and yet have had experiences. Mm. Um, back in the early 90s, I knew some guys who were rehearsing for a show and they were rehearsing every night. And one of them was a, a pretty well-known uh, session guitar player who uh, been all around the country. He's played with all kinds of people. And, you know, he said, I, you know, I know you collect all these stories. I wanted to tell you that, you know, the other night we were practicing and we were rehearsing and we just couldn't get it right. We just kept screwing it up. And finally, at one point, we stopped playing and we just all kind of exasperated we're standing there in silence and we heard a voice out in the auditorium go <sighs> very loudly, like, wow, <laughs> these sigh. guys cannot get it together. You know? And he's <laughs> like, I, you know, he said, I did not imagine this. It really happened. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this place has got lots of, lots of, of weird happenings. I mean, I've had plenty of experiences there myself, um, with being on the stage and hearing someone walk onto the stage with me mm -hmm. and coming out from behind a curtain and say, Hey, just didn't want to startle you. And there's no one there and no one in the building. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool place and it's got a lot of stories, I've always including the ones about the staircase. Yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed going there. We've, we've been there several times over the years, obviously with you uh, and the conferences and stuff that you held there at the time. And I love going there. I love this. It's a classic theater. When you go in there, it's just, it looks like a classic theater. And I guess it's what's in my mind. What a yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like. And, um, and you know, it has been, um, it's been closed down for the past, oh, gosh, three. about five, six years now. You, it's yeah. been completely closed, just sitting there rotting. And then last spring, uh, a couple of guys just decided they didn't want to let it deteriorate anymore. And they came in and they bought it and they've reopened well, they haven't reopened yet. Uh, but they've been doing, uh, they've done more work in the last six months than has been done in the last 15 years. No wow. kidding. Uh, I mean, they have completely taken out all the seats. Uh, they're going to put in um, some risers with a different kind of seating and then a lot of just floor room, you know, like you see in a lot of theaters today. Yeah. yeah do concerts and stuff. They've taken out all the seating. Uh, they're redoing the walls, redoing the ceiling. They've redone the stage already. Um, I mean, they're really, they're really cooking on this thing. Put a new roof on, uh, which was one of the main problems this place had and why it kept deteriorating is because yeah. nobody, everybody cleaned up inside, didn't do anything with the roof and it just kept leaking Kept leaking, and yep. was really just tearing the place apart. But, um, we're going to be doing some ghost hunts back in there again, uh, coming up. And so I think that, um, it's, it's on its way back, but you know, once again, as they've started, you know, renovating and tearing things up they're having experiences you know i don't think any of that's ever stopped i mean things are still taking place there things are still occurring in the theater yeah. um that you know tells me that there's definitely someone still there i mean i think there's a lot of residual energy in that theater you know based on how many you know people have been through there and that that rep repetitive history that we've often talked about but yeah um i think that there are presences there as well and it all seems to have started back up again so, so let's talk about the stairways. 
Uh, sure. So stage left behind the stage, there's a spiraling staircase, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I remember asking you this back in the, you know, in the old, back in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember asking you this, you know, well, there's one on the left. Is there one on the right? And there isn't. There's just this one spiraling, st- spiraling staircase. Right. Uh, yeah. and I Over to- on the right, there's a, there are ladders. Yeah. Um, there are metal ladders that are affixed to the brick wall that go up about a hundred feet or so. <laughs> Oh man. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's the start, the spiraling staircase stage left though. Right. Yeah. And there's been some stories uh, oh, yeah. about the spiraling staircase. The floor is yours. I want to hear all about these if you don't. Well, mind, and you know, the thing is I've never, I've never been able to put my finger on why that staircase would be haunted. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, because we often talk and, and I know that you're, you're going to delve into all of this with, with the series on staircases, but yeah. you know, with staircases, they, they seem to be, you know, very haunted by, uh, the past, uh, people going up and down them repetitively over and over and over again. Well, that's what's weird about this staircase is that, I mean, it looks just like, you know, the staircase from like the haunting or say so it really does. I mean, it, it's just it, this it metal, yeah. uh, not really ornate, just a kind of a cool metal spiral staircase. It dates back to the early 1900s and it goes up to a concrete landing, which is high up. And I should add that one of the things about this theater, um, you know, you, you hear all the time about theaters being fireproof and, you know, they rarely ever are, but this one, actually there's been a fire twice on the block and it's never burned the theater. They built this whole thing out of concrete. So it doesn't seem to be, you know, we're not talking about, you know, sitting on limestone or yeah. wood that's soaking up energy or something. It's literally just concrete. Most of the theater is. But um, there's a concrete ledge up there, and there's a room that was the uh, heating and, and later air conditioning room at one time. This was where they, the units were stored that blew the air out into the theater um, so that you know people could be either cool or warm. Now, it hasn't been used for that in decades, but uh, that's what it was originally for. So this staircase was never meant to be anything other than sort of a service staircase, you know, um, just for, you know, the guys who were either the stagehands or the, the, the engineer guys who were supposed to take care of things there, they were the only ones who really used it. It was not, the spiral was not any, you know, intelligent design. It was put there because it was a spiral. So it wouldn't take up any room on the stage. Yeah. Essentially that was the only purpose for it being a spiral staircase. So there's nothing Gothic about it. There's nothing, you know, weird about it. But for some reason, it seems to have attracted a lot of energy. And there have been stories that have been told for years. And mo- a lot of the stories, there are two different kinds of stories. There are the 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 audible stories of people hearing um, someone walking on the stairs. And then there are the apparitions, or at least one apparition. Because usually when he's been seen, he's been described as a man. Um, no one ever gives any kind of detailed description and and there could be many reasons for that but i think that the main one is the you know just the obvious reason it's very dark in that corner of the stage mm-hmm. it's hard to see back there 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 aren't a lot of lights that get back to it there's a, a stage door light that shines on it and really that's about it 
Um, so if you looked up at that staircase and there was someone standing on it, say 20, 25 feet off the ground, you wouldn't be able to really get some good characteristics of what they look like. Um, but a lot of the stories got started after the vaudeville days into the movie theater days when there would be someone on stage for whatever reason, usually because they were maintenance people or something, because no one would see that part of the stage because the screen was uh, up to the front part where the footlights were. So you really didn't see behind it at any point. Okay. It would only be people who worked at the theater. And they were the ones who were reporting, you know, seeing someone on that staircase and then not understanding why they were there because there shouldn't have been anybody there and thinking a, a customer had gotten back there or something would try to chase them down and would find no one on the staircase. And this went on for years. Um, and as I've said, there have been a lot of people who have come to the theater that don't have any kind of connection to it at all, who, you know, will tell about their own experiences. And I used an example when we talked about this, I think originally, and I've used this example yeah. a lot, is there was a Patsy Cline tribute show that came to the theater uh, shortly after it opened to try to make money. Um, it was around 94, I believe, 93, 94. And this tribute show you know, required a lot of costume changes. So they sent a, set up a temporary dressing room off to the left side of the stage near the bottom of the staircase. And so about halfway through one of the um, staff members from the show came up to the front of the theater to complain about the fact that someone, they assumed it was someone who worked for the theater, some staff member was on that staircase uh, looking down into the dressing area where the ladies were changing their clothes. <laughs> um, they had asked this person to come down, uh, but then they couldn't find him. Um, someone went up the stairs, couldn't find him, and they didn't know if he was hiding somewhere, but they didn't want to wander into that you know, that heating and cooling room up there because it just didn't look very safe. Yeah. So they came and asked the theater management to do something about it. The guy, you know, was in charge. He said, I, I don't know how anybody would be up there, but I can go take a look. And so he went and he went up the staircase, followed it up there, went to the top of the stairs into the heating room. Doesn't go very far. There was no one up there. Now, they all swore that whoever it had been that had been, you know, watching the girls, or at least that's how it seemed. You know, someone on the staircase, it's creepy, no matter how you look at it, yeah. kind of, you know, looming up above them. Uh, they hadn't seen him come down. They had only seen him go up, but there was no one there. So this is a story that always gets a lot of chuckles, and I would always tell it to people. And, you know, and I, I told it on the tours and things when I indicator when I was first starting out. And um, then in the in the fall of 95, um, I, this was my second year of the Haunted Decatur Tours. My first book had just come out, and the uh, a television station in, in a nearby town in Springfield had asked if they could you know get together with me and film some places in Springfield and Decatur that were supposed to be haunted, do some little pieces. And you know I sure, and so you know I took them around to haunted places. Of course, we ended up at the Lincoln told them the stories and we talked about, you know, the, the guy that had been seen on the staircase and all that stuff. So, um, we were finished up, we wrapped up and we're just kind of wandering around and the, uh, cameraman, uh, who's, uh, Robert and I, for the life of me, can't remember his last name. Uh, but it had to do something with Bucky something because that's what everybody called him was Bucky. Right. And so he, he said, Hey man, I want to, I want to go up and film, 
some, you know, some a little B-roll from the top of this staircase. It, it looked kind of cool, and you know, it's that point of view with the, you know, the the creeping ghost on the stairs kind of thing. And I said, okay, well, you know, I'll go up there with you. So we climbed up to the top of the stairs, and we were standing on that platform up there, and he filmed everything he needed to, and we were standing up there talking, and then we heard the reporter who had come with us. We were the only three people who were there filming. And uh, I let us in. I had a key. I let us into the theater. And we were standing there talking, and we heard her come up the stairs following us up. I guess she. we just assumed she wanted to see the view from up there, too. Um, And she had on hard-soled shoes, so you could really hear it on those metal stairs as she was coming up. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thought, well, cool. We'll we'll hang out for a minute and wait for her to get up here. And then Bucky realized that – she probably couldn't see because it's really dark. We use the the light on the top of his camera to get up to the top of the stairs. We have a flashlight with us. And so he shines his light down the center of the spiral on the staircase. And he called down to her and asked her if that was enough light for her to be able to see. And she didn't answer, but we could still hear her coming. So we kind of assumed it was. But then he asked her again, you know, is that is that enough light? Can you see? And this time she did answer, but she yelled back, what? And she yelled back, and it sounded really distant. It, it didn't sound like on the stairs. And then she walked out into the light in the middle of the stage, nowhere near the stairs. Oh. And like I said, we were the only three people in there, and yeah. we could still hear those footsteps coming. And he yelled down to her, and he said, hey, um, are you on the stairs? And she said, no, I'm right here. I can see you guys. Can you see me? And he says, yeah, but who's on the stairs? And she said, there's nobody on the stairs. I can see you guys up on the ledge. But there's nobody on that staircase. And we could both hear those footsteps coming, and then they stopped. Well, and he said, are you sure there's no one on the stairs? And she said, I'm absolutely sure there's no one there. And he, I mean, shoved me out of the way and went flying down those stairs. Now, the funny part <laughs> about this is his reaction was yeah. is that – during this week that I had spent with them every evening filming these different pieces at different places, he always said to me, you know, uh, you know, this is fun, but I don't believe in any of this kind of stuff. You know, this is you know, this is nonsense. I don't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. And so this is what he'd been telling me all week, including there at the theater that day. But when the reporter told him there was no one on that staircase, he he I mean, his eyes were like saucers and he just pushed past me went flying down those stairs and left the theater and would not come back inside (laughs) i mean he even said you know i don't i don't believe in this stuff but this this made me a believer today he said because i could not explain what happened well and uh, a year later told me the same thing i talked to him about a year later he says man i still haven't gotten over it (laughs) it takes it takes experiences like that i think i mean Hey, we we both know how I operate, and I think we're both on the same page in a lot of ways, Troy. I mean, there's still a lot that I'm very skeptical about. When oh it comes yeah, to absolutely. This stuff. Me too. And uh, but I think for some people, they're they're staunch, like I don't believe in any of this stuff. But maybe it takes an experience like that, and yeah, and that's that. I mean, I wouldn't personally be scared. I'd be more interested myself, I think. And but that's from that's from the the viewpoint of somebody who's been studying this stuff for twenty years. I mean if you right, right. Didn't yeah. care about to, this to me all. to me it was unnerving. Yeah. And it was a cool experience. And I, you know, I was like, wow, this is really this is really cool. I can't believe this just happened. And I'm, you know, I'm saying this to myself because he's gone already, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> um but, but I, you know, for somebody who just didn't, you know, didn't believe in it, didn't think there was anything to it, and then have something 
shoved in their face like that, I think it definitely made an impression. Oh, it's shocking. For sure. It's yeah. shocking, especially yeah. if you're you're not used to that stuff. I mean, again, we we both have spent the bulk of our lives, you know, in thought about this stuff or or doing something in some capacity mm-hmm. involved with it. So it's I'm not saying it's second nature to us, but it's just something that yeah, well, when you hear about hey, I saw something, well that's pretty cool. Tell me about it. That's I guess yeah. that's how I yeah. operate. Not not going, Oh my god. Right, right, right. So, you know, I want to talk about the theater itself or maybe a theater itself. because mm-hmm. I think the, the thoughts I was having about this in regards to staircases, right, and the, stair- the staircase we just talked about, I was thinking about the, the theater, uh, and we'll just say the Lincoln Theater for this example, of course, but most theaters you go into, and I, I, I think the traditional type theater, the, the bowl type seating, the big giant, you know, pit type mm-hmm. seating, like, I guess we can call it, um, they're one giant stairway if you look at them. This is oh, just, absolutely. They yeah. go up and down. The Lincoln Theater is no different because I've walked up and down that that theater uh, several times. And yeah, the seats obviously ascend the further you go towards the back of the theater uh, for obvious reasons that the people in back can see. That's just what a theater is. That's why we have grandstands. I mean, it's a no-brainer. We go sure, you go to sure. an arena. Yeah, bleachers at the bleachers at the yeah. basketball game yeah it's, it's no different yeah. they're all the same yeah i mean like you go to, yeah you go see a basketball game at an arena the bleachers they go up higher and higher right it's an ascending passageway it's also a descending passageway i know some of the thoughts uh i've been having about this idea and you mentioned stuff about stairways too and why the hell is there this activity around stairways and one thing i've been i've been running down and I've been having conversations with this about a lot of people who aren't even really involved uh, in this, this study in, in this field at all, but we've had talks about this. It's nice to, and it's nice to have, I think uh, opinions that come from people that aren't really plugged into it. Like we are. Oh yeah. And, for sure. and one of the things we got into w- was this idea of transition, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously most stairways are a method of transition. I mean, in your standard house, like my house, it, I have a stairway, and that stairway goes from the main level of the house to the basement of the house. And it's it's an area of transition. You're transitioning from one place to another place, right? That's one thought I had on this. Now, in regards to uh, st- uh, a theater, we already discussed the pit seating type stuff. And it's one giant stairway, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not saying that the, the transition aspect is part of that, but when it comes to stairways, and I'm gonna, it's another thing I keep saying about the, this this idea is um, a st- an ascending passageway or even a descending passageway, um, they are a stressor to the body to a certain degree. I mean, depending on your physical your physical stature, how good a shape you're in, stairways can be quite stressful to climb up mm-hmm. and down on, right? Sure. So there's sure. that element there too. Uh, you know, obviously a, a spiraling staircase. Now, you know, and let's go back to the spiraling staircase for a second too, because I know in our original discussion on this, we talked about that staircase. And I have the pictures of it too, because I looked at the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that thing scared the hell out of me just looking yeah. at it. <laughs> Uh, it's well it looks it looks scary and you you know it's more than 100 years old and you wonder how well it's attached to the wall and you know but it seems to be pretty solid believe it or not yeah yeah well they don't make them like that anymore i mean that that, yeah right exactly but 
So there's a, there's these elements I think with with a theater. So you have well the pit seating, like we said, that the, the ascending and descending passages way passageways there, um, and the, just the idea of a theater itself too. And I know Doug and I back in the day have had a lot of, a lot of conversations on this idea uh, of what a theater is, and it's a, it's a place of performance, as we both know. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's only just I mean it could just I don't really care if it's just a movie playing on the screen or a play or a a concert, whatever it might be. It's an area of performance. Uh, It's an area of emotion. I mean, a lot of performances, they're very emotional and things like that. And yeah, the building is concrete. It's it's all it's an all concrete steel building, right? But I, the the stage and things like that, we're still made out of wood, right? Uh, if well, I remember. And, and let me let me just can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, please, yeah, quick? absolutely, okay, man. Well, Go ahead. We, you know, we're talking about the the theater itself that with the stadium seating, what they call that, yeah, um, being a stairway up and down. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about not just the Lincoln, but other theaters like it, the large theaters, I'm not talking about something that's Cineplex at the mall. I'm talking about yeah. these real theaters, especially one like the Lincoln that has a mezzanine. Mm-hmm. It's got that balcony that goes up even higher, mm-hmm. you know, with the same kind of ascending seeds. But what's interesting about the Lincoln is while there is activity reported throughout the building, most of it seems to be focused around the stage. And if you stand in the balcony at the top seat and you look down, you're looking at, um, well, honestly, in a way you're looking at a spiral. You're looking at something that focuses all the way down to a singular point. Yeah. And all of the activity, all of the energy in the theater seems to flow downward. Like it's going down the stairs directly to the stage where things level off, where you have a, spot that serves as the catcher for anything that's coming at it. Okay. So the majority of the activity seems to be focused around the stage and really visually speaking. And even, you know, um, I, I don't know a lot about, you know, how energy is focused like that. It's not any, something that's one of my areas of knowledge, but just standing there looking at it as a guy who just stands there and looks at the, you're looking at a, a, a focal point of that building yeah, and the stage. it's that stage, well, and, you know, and yeah. that spiral staircase happens to be on that stage. But I think the whole stage itself is the focus of everything. And yeah, you know, with that staircase, like you're describing, you know, that's where it leads. It doesn't matter that you end up on the auditorium floor. What you're really leading to is that stage in the center of your focus. And then that so, is the heart. Yeah. That is the heart of any theater. Obviously, yes, is the absolutely. Stage. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it does go back yeah, on that idea, Troy. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I said this is a place of performance and mm-hmm. the performances happen on that stage. And I don't well, care. Every kind of emotion. Yeah, ends up in a theater from happiness yeah. to sadness to anything. It's all there. It's all inside this giant battery, mm-hmm. you know, and it has to focus somewhere. So why not the stage? Exactly. And that's an even. And let me just be to anybody listening to this and the you also, Troy. Um, I'm not saying that 
I, I don't want this to come off like this is all. This is the answer to all of it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, no, stairway. I have no, I have no idea. I'm yeah, just thinking no, as I, I was sitting here thinking about yeah, what no. the theater looked like. That's what I was seeing in my mind. Yeah, no, I have no clue. No, and, I, I, <laughs> and, I, and I, yeah, and again, it's just yeah. an idea exchange here. <laughs> yeah. We're spitballing yeah. a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to leave the impression that I'm. Oh, you know, right? I'm right, trying to have any idea what we're really talking about. <laughs> well, that <laughs> that or that or that you know, again, stairways are the answer to all of it. That's yeah. Not my. Exactly. That's not my goal or my intention here. It's a very it's interesting cool to think about. It, well, and I think I think it's a part of the. I think it's a part of the puzzle. Yeah. I think it's a part of the equation. I, I definitely too. think it is. And we do. And you're right. That stage is. It's it's the focal point. And we have a descending passageway and an ascending passageway running right to that stage. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that I was thinking about before we decided to have this conversation. Was and that again, that isn't just the Lincoln. That's a lot of traditional oh, theaters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when we hear about not only the Lincoln but tons of theaters that are that are reported to be haunted like this. Could it be a combination, like you said? I mean, that's a good way to look at it, like a battery of some sense, like a charged battery. Maybe, maybe yeah, a performance happens there. And it charges the battery again, and that's where you may have some activity. I, again, we're, I'm spitballing these ideas too. Well, um, and and fill an audience, fill an auditorium with an audience, and then put on a performance. And there you go. You know, people are happy, whether it's music, whether it's a show. They're happy. They're elated. They're you know, uh, they're sad. They're whatever. Yeah. And where are they focusing all that energy? Right down the stairs. Yeah. Exactly. You know, right down the stairs to that to the stage. Yeah, I think. That's why I want to talk about this again. I thought this one was important to chat with you about because, and it's again, it's all theaters. I think traditional theaters that mm-hmm. may have do, they agree. have the same yeah. features. I mean, yeah, the Lincoln does have that really cool spiraling staircase, which I think uh, I'm going to have to use one of the original pictures I shot back back then when we yeah. were there. Because I, it's it does need to be talked about or shown. The people need to see. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah, um, people need to see it. Yeah, yeah. we we tried to describe it, but I think people seeing it will understand that there's there's nothing. Uh, like I said, it, you you get the idea when you hear spiral staircase. It seems like something out of a gothic novel or something. Yeah, and you know, in this case, it was it was it was strictly it's a utility staircase. There. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It mm. just they just didn't want to take up any more room. Mm. They couldn't put in. It, it's just too high. Yeah, a staircase like that would have had to have gone all the way across the stage yeah. to be able to climb in a standard staircase. And obviously you can't do that across on your stage where you're trying to perform it takes up too much room. So you stick in a spiral one that fits in the corner, mm-hmm. you know, and now you've in, in, instead of just creating this, you know, this, this staircase to get from one place to the other. And that's the only thing it was there for. Yeah. Now you've created something almost uh, I hate to use the word mystical about it, but the spiral is one of those things that, you know, has been with us for <laughs> since yeah. recorded time, yeah. you know, and now you've, you've created something else and you, you focused it in a spot in the theater that's had the most energy to it. And it's really not surprising that it would end up with activity. Yeah, you know, and, and so if this you whole, believe in that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know. and yeah, if you do, this could be just like we've set, kind of illustrated, I think here is, an alignment of the planets, to so to say. There's just all these yeah. things put in the right place, and that may be this battery that you're referring to as far as this activity that's been reported there. Uh, and, yeah, the spiraling staircase there, and as I, I said that, I mean, I'm saying that about all staircases. There are places of transition. They're, they're, they're a thing of transition, and you're doing the same thing with that staircase, obviously, too. You're going from one level to another level, um, and, yeah, 
it with that wooden stage, with the performances, with the people, with the history, that could maybe explain again. And this isn't the be all end all answer, oh, but that sure, could explain sure. some of the activity that we do see in the Lincoln Theater, which I think is really cool. Well, and I've also toyed with the idea, and completely, this is completely different than what we've been talking about. But I've often wondered if maybe there isn't. I mean, this maybe this is a reach, but. Maybe we see activity on this staircase because it it hits at a point where there, you know, people were going up and down the stairs to that hotel that was there before. You know what I mean? That's a lot of the sightings that do take place happen in the upper parts of the theater, uh, the mezzanine, the balcony on that staircase. So they're higher up, maybe off the stage. People visualize, they see apparitions at the higher points Mm -hmm. in the theater, which kind of makes sense if you think about the, the, what was there before with the hotel, the people who didn't make it out were the people in the upper rooms, in the higher rooms, uh, because there was, you know, fire escapes weren't fire escapes like we know now yeah and a lot of them just were trapped up there so i mean you could even look at it that way totally and 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 say well maybe that's why they're there where they are in these high spots because of the hotel yeah, so that's just i kinda, don't know kind of where there's another thought kind of where know? they're stuck at so to say yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. You have been listening to Stairway Spirits, a production of Ghostly Talk. Stairway Spirits can be found at stairwayspirits.com. Our mothership, Ghostly Talk, can be found at ghostlytalk.com. We want to hear about your Stairway Spirits. Feel free to reach out to us at stairwayspirits at ghostlytalk.com. Thank you for listening.